0: hello to our viewers and listeners from Victory Church. This is Gian, and uh, we are very happy to start the service today, Sunday, September 23rd, 2018. Can you believe it, guys? We are so close to Christmas. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, we are starting to buy our presents and get ready for Thanksgiving and all that. That would be great. And remember that in two weeks, we will have our lunch, the first uh, Sunday of October. So, I invite you to stand up. We are going to pray. Father, we give you thanks for this beautiful day, Lord. We adore you. We worship you. And we say thank you for everything you give us. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: you have come and we have found life everlasting now i like to know your freedom never ending you alone have made a way for us in your love you are life i'm living in the light of my savior Dancing in the arms of forever I'm singing like I'm walking on water You are life, alive in me From greatest skies to living color You have called us In your life, your light on cover. The world to see now. You alone have made a way for us. In your love, you are life. I'm living in the light of my Savior. Dancing in the arms of forever. I'm singing like I'm walking on water. You are life, alive in me. I give my life to follow, your so love is all I want now, you are love. you are life, alive in me. For all the world to find your love, for all the world to see that you I got. Ever believed it high, the one who holds the universe and every beating heart across the earth. Jesus believed it high. You are life. I'm living in the light of my Savior. Dancing in the arms of forever I'm singing like I'm walking on water You are life, alive in me I give my life to follow Cause your love is all I want now You are life You are life, alive in me
0: alive in us. Are you ready for an old one? (laughs) Don't tell me you don't know this one. Okay. Ready, guys?
1: (laughs) Yes, Lord. Oh, happy day. Oh happy day day. when Jesus was was. oh when he was was. when Jesus was he washed my sins away Lord oh happy day oh happy day a happy, day. Oh, happy day, when Jesus was when Jesus washed. washed, when Jesus, oh, when he washed. Washed. When Jesus, Jesus washed. washed, He washed my he sins away. away, oh it's, oh, a, it's a happy, happy day. Happy day oh happy day day. when Jesus was oh when he was when Jesus was He washed my sins away Oh happy day He taught me
2: I went down t- Where they Pray, studying about that good old way. Try to pray, all I got is hope i yeah. yeah.
0: presence of our Lord where where we can receive the peace that we need. You are safe in the presence of God. Open your heart, lift up your hands, and receive His anointing, receive more of His Spirit. Just let the Holy Spirit fill your heart. Let Him minister you. Because His peace is what will give you the strength to go through the week. It's the peace of our Lord in your heart. Let's receive that peace now. Thank you for your peace, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we receive your peace. We are safe in your house, in your presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You may be seated. The topic of today's message is tomorrow. How ironic is it? (laughs) Tomorrow. What about tomorrow? Do do you realize how many people are stressed out because they are thinking of tomorrow all the time, right? Some people just can't go to sleep because they are thinking what will I do tomorrow to pay those bills, to fix that problem, to get uh, that job or whatever the challenge is. It is hard for some people to just relax and trust in the Lord and go to sleep Trusting that tomorrow things are going to be all right. I understand that. But today we are going to to read the word of our Lord and reflect on his word. Because in his word we find the solution of everything. All questions are being answered by the scripture, by our good Lord. And we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 section A. Brothers and sisters... I know that I still have a long way to go, but there is one thing I do. I forget what is in the past and try as hard as I can to reach the goal before me. It is a security knowing that what is in the past is already done. It's It's a done deal, and there is nothing that we can do about it. And we need to move forward to the next thing that the Lord has for us. And you have to see it that way. Now, it is hard for some people when they think, well, you have no idea what kind of past I have. And I know some of us feel this way here in church, but also some of our viewers, they feel the same way. They think, what can I do to move forward when I know that I have so many things in my past well let's talk a little bit about yesterday is that okay let's talk about yesterday so in yesterday what we have the number one thing we have is our memories is it we have beautiful memories of things that happened uh, years ago whether it's with when we were kids or somebody else uh, did something special for us and there are beautiful memories and we have pictures of it and also videos and and we Rejoice in those memories. Also, in our yesterday, there are several achievements. Yes, I know you have achieved, you have accomplished several things. And you can think about it and also read some notes. Some of you have probably uh, some notes from your school. Uh, Maybe some of you have your degrees hanging on the wall in your office. And, uh, you know, some of us enjoy to see that and we think, Well, it was tough, but we got it, we got it. It, It's good to to think of that. But unfortunately, not everything that we think of the past, it's about great memories and achievements. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's not. Sometimes we see in our past, also our mistakes. And that is the part that probably hurts the most, correct? When we are thinking all the bad things that we were part of it, whether we were guilty or not. They are just mistakes. But the important thing about the mistakes, guys, is that we need to learn lessons about it. And if I ask you, out of the experiences that you have lived, have you really thought about the big lessons and you wrote that down somewhere or you have it impressed in your heart and you think, Oh, I know that big lesson. I don't know how, how do you see that, but I can tell you from <laughs> my own experience, my lessons, the lessons of my mistakes are so vivid, so clear, I am fully aware of it. And it hurts sometimes. When you think about the lessons and you think, my goodness, how in the world is that I did that? How could I miss it in that way, correct? But those lessons are important because they are reminders of what we need to learn to do, right? Okay, but yesterday is gone. So we are, we are okay with that. We know that. So what about today? What about today? Friends, what we need to understand is today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of the Lord. Today is the day of For God's grace. We we need to embrace his grace today. And rejoice on it. And I want to share with you six facts about grace. Are you ready for this? Alright, let's start with the first one. The fact number one is that the Lord can forgive me. He can forgive you. He can forgive me. He can do that. And we are going to read in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 9 and if you have your bulletins here in the back of your bulletin you will find the scripture Ephesians 2 8 9 it says I mean that you have been saved by grace grace because you believed you did not save yourselves it was a gift from God you are not saved by the things you have done so there is nothing to boast about. The first fact is that the Lord can forgive me. He is willing to forgive me. And I don't need to do anything about it. You think of your past, you think of your mistakes, you think of the wrong things you did in your life, your failures, perhaps. And then you think, how can I move forward? Well, there is grace available today. It's the grace of the Lord. And you just need to embrace that grace and receive it because it's a gift. The fact number two is that I need to humble myself before God. You know, the grace of God is available to us, but we do need to respond to his grace. In Acts chapter 3 verse 19, the scripture says, So you must change your hearts and lives. Come back to God. And He will forgive your sins. Of course, there is forgiveness and mercy available for every one of us. But the Lord is expecting a change. That we should change. And show Him that through our actions, we are embracing His grace. Fact number three is that you can receive God's forgiveness. We can. And the scripture that we have for that. It's in Colossians chapter 1, verses, verses 13 and 14. Let me read it to you. God made us free from the power of darkness, and He brought us into the kingdom of His dear Son. The Son paid the price to make us free. In Him, we have forgiveness of our sins. So the three first facts have to do entirely with His forgiveness. He can forgive us. I am here with the intention of being humble before him, therefore I can receive his forgiveness. So let's talk a little bit about this approach, because it's interesting. You know, the best thing that you can, uh, the, the best example that I can give you to understand this, is imagine when somebody hurts you, somebody offends you, and you know that was a bad thing to do or say. So in your heart, you are willing to forgive that individual, correct? You don't want to have anything against them and you say, you know what, whatever, right? That is what we say, whatever, I'm gonna let it go. You are willing to forgive, all right? Now, here is exactly the attitude of our Lord. He is willing to forgive us. Now the key is, what is our response? In this example that I'm giving you, somebody hurt you, you are willing to forgive that person. But what happens if this individual comes to you like nothing happened? Just pretends that he didn't say anything wrong or she didn't do anything wrong. And uh, it's like we are as good friends as always and there is no apology whatsoever. The point is not the apology, the point is the attitude. You are willing to forgive, but you are expecting a change of attitude, becoming humble. That is the way that the forgiveness will be totally imparted to this person. The same thing happens with our Lord. He is willing to forgive us, but he he's expecting, expecting us to become humble and also to change. Because that is the way that the forgiveness will totally be imparted into our hearts. It is a beautiful gift that we need to see with eyes of appreciation. That is what I'm trying to say here to you guys. The appreciation of our forgiveness. Fact number four. I should reconcile myself with those who I have offended Matthew 5, 23, 24. Let me read it to you. So what if you are offering your gift at the altar and remember that someone has something against you? Leave your gift there and go make peace with that person. Then come and offer your gift. (coughs) A true believer that acknowledges that is forgiven by God, by grace, is going to be willing to reconcile with everyone who was hurt by their actions or by what that person said. It is our responsibility to, to make peace with people, friends. We cannot just pretend, well, you know, that was the way that I did things in the past. And well, so sorry. But now I am a believer. I'm in church and that's it. Well, it is not that simple. Because there are people that are hurt by our actions. And you know what? They are okay with us coming to church. But they, they expect that at least we will present an apology and reconcile. Sometimes you can't. I understand that. But the important part is that you are aware of it and try to reconcile with others. As much as you can, try to live in peace with everybody. Do everything you can to have that reconciliation among the ones that you have lived experiences. Fact number five, I should restitute to those who I've hurt. Listen to this passage in Luke chapter 19, verses 8 through 10. Zacchaeus said to the Lord, I want to do good. I I will give half of my money to the poor. If I have cheated anyone, I will pay them back four times more. Jesus said, today is the day for this family to be saved from sin. Yes, even this tax collector is one of God's chosen people. The son of man came to find those people and save them. The restitution that he did is the perfect example of a true new believer. A true new believer has to be aware, well, it's not just the apology that I owe to these people. I cheated on them, I did something wrong, I'm going to pay them back because that cannot be just forgotten like nothing happened and it's not easy. But trust me guys, a true believer should do his best, her best to restitute those who were offended by us. This what the scripture tells us to do, the perfect example of this guy. This short guy, you remember his story, right? The Lord Jesus told him. He was in a tree. And he says, hey, Zacchaeus, I'm going to have dinner in your house today. There was someone there following him in the crowd, interested in his teachings. And he saw him and said, yeah, I'm going to do that. He opened his house, received the Lord. And then is when he, you see, not because the Lord told him. He just felt this is the right thing to do, which is the bottom line for any believer. You know, all of us believers, we need to think, what is the right thing to do? What is the right thing to do? Whatever is the situation that you are going through, you need to think, what is the right thing to do here? Because I could just ignore the situation and just don't do anything about it and just keep on going or you do the right thing. And sometimes it has to do with pain. Sometimes it does. (laughs) We don't like the idea, but sometimes it has to do with that. All right. Fact number six. The Lord has the power to change me. The scripture is Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. I am sure that the good work God began in you will continue until he completes it on the day when Jesus Christ comes again. The Lord has that power to change us. And it's not easy. Because we are so used to do things our ways, right? Changing is the most difficult thing to do. Changing is hard. Sometimes a new person in the, in the house or a new pet in the house, (laughs) force you to change, right? Sometimes changing jobs. Different things forces us to change, but when we change, we realize, actually, I can change, and the Holy Spirit is working in our hearts every day, moving us to change, especially to hear more and more His voice, because He has so much to say to us. So we know yesterday is gone, right? We know about the memories and the achievements. We know about the mistakes and the lessons. We understand the facts about today's God's grace. We know. But we are going to talk about tomorrow. What, What is tomorrow, really? Well, we know tomorrow has to do with the future. Basically, it has to do with the next generation. The next generation. Is it easy to talk about the next generation? Is it easy to think about the next generation? I don't think it is. Because unfortunately, we are so self-centered, right? We are thinking most of the time about ourselves. What do I want? What is what I want today? And I handle my schedule accordingly. What do I need now? What do I want to buy? And I handle my budget accordingly. Most of the time, that's the, the way that we do things. We are self centered. We are just thinking of ourselves. Next generation is the opposite, it's exactly thinking about others, not ourselves. Do you realize that each Joshua had a Moses, a mentor? But also, we know that each Paul had a Timothy. Somebody that was willing to learn from Paul. That is the next generation. And we need to think about this when we are thinking of the future. Well, there has to be a Moses in my life and there has to be a Timothy in my life, right? In fact, you should have a mentor. Because you probably are the protege of somebody. You are that person. You are following the teachings of somebody, the influence of someone. You are a student of somebody's lessons. But the big question is, where is your protege? Wait a minute. I like the idea that I have somebody that teaches me, that guides me, that shows me, because after all, it's all about me, What are you saying now? I need to find a protege? Why is that? Why is that important? Why do I have to think of a protege? Well, precisely because you need to stop thinking about yourself. You need to start thinking about the next generation. Who is the next generation? So that's why the question is, who and where is your protege? I will give you some uh, ideas here about who your protege is the first thing that i need to know to in order to identify anyone that potentially could be your protege is that that protege is someone whose heart will open to you in other words is a person that deeply shows you respect and appreciation his heart so one of the things that I have discovered uh, through many years in life is that most people do not know how to appreciate others. That, that is very sad, but it's, it's a reality. Most people do not know how to appreciate others. They take everything for granted. Whatever they sleep, whatever they eat, whatever, whatever vehicles they have, whatever the parents are giving them, whatever the, the company is allowing them to use, they just take it from granted. And eventually they just feel entitled to. Unfortunately, most people do not know how to show appreciation. But here is the key for you. When you are thinking, who could be my protege? The first thing you will notice is that this person shows you appreciation. Appreciates you. So you don't need to beg, where are proteges? I need a protege because. No, 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 don't, don't do that. But you need to be aware that you need to pour out into somebody everything you know. You have to. It's the right thing to do. You need to think of others. You need to think of the next generation. How can you recognize where the protege is? First thing is this person shows you appreciation. If this person ignores you, you send a text message and you say, Hello, how are you doing? This person ignores your text or your call or your letter or your visit or your email or whatever. More likely that person, his heart is not with you. It's going to be acquainted, right? And acquainted. We know that. A lot of people say, oh, good to see you. But, you know, they don't mean it. (laughs) Oh, it's great to be with you today. I'm glad that I met you here. I was thinking of you. But they don't mean it. But when you find somebody that shows you that appreciation, and you get that sense from their heart, you know, you can tell. You just can't tell. It's so easy to see when someone appreciates you. You sense it. So when someone is not showing you that appreciation, forget about it. It's not going to happen that this person will be a good protege for you. You will waste your time there. You get that? You have to see that person appreciating you, appreciating time with you. That's the first indication. The second indication is that this person will open also his ears. Which means any potential protege will listen to what you have to say. Furthermore, they will ask for your opinion about certain things. This person will ask you, uh, I was thinking of getting a new vehicle, you know, and I am driving this vehicle and blah, 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 blah. Hey, listen, a girl, right? I was thinking of changing the color of my hair and uh, what did you think about blah, 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 blah? you know? It could be anything, material, spiritual, relationships, but this person asks for your opinion. What do you think? Because his ears are open for you. So first indication, you can sense it. His heart is open for you, appreciates you. It's obvious that this person enjoys time, time with you. Second, this person opens his ears to you, listens to you, pays attention to what you say. Third indication, your protege should be someone that is willing to learn from you. So you are in a point where you can teach this person certain things. And this person should be teachable. Right, when someone is able to learn, we say it's teachable and vice versa. That someone is not teachable when he's not willing <laughs> to learn. It's not teachable. So your potential protege should be someone that is teachable and accountable. What, what is the meaning of that? The meaning is this. You are talking with this individual. This person is showing you appreciation. This person listens to you and then you teach a couple of things and becoming accountable is when you ask this person uh, in some point, right? Hey, what happened with this and that? When you ask the question and this person gives you the answer, it's going to show you if this person is or not accountable to you. If this person is accountable to you, it's going in the right track to become a protege for you. Because cares for you. Listens to you. Is teachable. And is accountable. What we need to understand. Is that this process of next generation. Is a cycle. Right? It's just just a cycle. Sometimes we are the the protege and then we become the mentor and then somebody is the protege and then we are the mentor. It is a never ending cycle. and That's normal in our interaction. But the point, my friends, is that each one of us must become a mentor. That's a reality because if there is no mentor there is not going to be any protege so you probably are happy and content doing your own thing you know because it's all about me you care for yourself and you're happy with yourself your life is together and you think i'm good right but in the eyes of the lord that's not good enough because he is the first one who thought of the next generation So, we need to become mentors. Uh, Here's one big truth that we need to understand. That you are going to become a good mentor when you succeed as a good protege. You see that? There is no way that you will become a mentor of somebody when you are not a good protege of anybody. And there is a reason why. It's called pride. Pride is a big problem among us. Not just we are, we are self-centered, but also we are prideful. I just care for my own thing, you know, as, as long as I am okay, I don't care. <laughs> right? And the other thing is, we don't want anybody to tell us anything. I, I got to figure it out. You know, my mentor is uh, Mr. Google. Mr. Google teaches me everything and Mr. YouTube too. Yeah, of course we can have access to those sources of information friends, but we cannot replace software. (laughs) I mean, a person with software. (laughs) No. Part of the relationship mentor protege is the fact that the human factor is in between. That's why you have to understand. In order to become a great mentor, I need to be a great protege. Listen to what Proverbs 23:12 says. It says, listen to your teacher and learn all you can. Listen to your teacher and learn all you can. You are more than welcome to read different authors, listen to different speakers, teachers, preachers, people that are knowledgeable about the field that you are interested in, of course, because that is the principle, listen to the teacher and learn all you can. But we have to understand that it is only through planting the right seed that we will have the great harvest. We need to plant a good seed in this process cycle, next generation. And this is a little bit scary for some people to hear, but I think everyone needs to listen to this. What, is the, what I'm saying here is, listen to this. If deeply in my heart, I just don't care for what others think, Because I already made my decisions, that is the seed that I'm planting. Mm -hmm. So what is the harvest of that seed? If I think to myself, I just don't care what they think or they say. I already figured it out. I am that good. You see that? That's terrible. It's very dangerous. And we have to be careful about those thoughts because that is not godly. It's the opposite. It's the darkness trying to get us. And we need to get out of there. That's why I always say this, and maybe some people disagree with me, but I think that failure is a blessing. I always have said that failure is a blessing. People say Well, I don't see that as a blessing. Well, it is. It is because when we fail, we have the opportunity to see and look at heaven, look at the Lord and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I messed it up. I messed it up. I'm sorry. I failed. I have sinned. And that is the first step in order to get it right. That's why failure is a blessing in my view. Not that it's enjoyable. (laughs) Who likes that? Nobody likes to fail but makes us humble. You know, I'm I'm pleased to see people doing things right in life and I'm I am all for it. I love to encourage individuals that are that are doing a good good they are making good decisions in their lives, you know. In the school money management, health wise, relationships and all that. I I love to see that. But the only danger that I see with that route is when they think that they got it figured out. That is dangerous. So how can we fight against that? It's very simple, by serving. Because when you put yourself to serve others, you are going to become humble. And that is why I believe that church is a fantastic place for everybody. My friend, you are listening, watching this program. Coming to church is a wonderful thing for everybody, but it's also for you. It's great that you are watching, but I encourage you to come to church and be part of the church because here with us, you, you will start to connect with others and see that, We all here are like you. We need God. We need the Lord. And when we realize that, we start to connect with others in a different way. More humble, if you like. And then we start to say, what can I do to help here? (laughs) In what ways can I help? What, What little thing can I do? Because serving keeps us from being prideful. And that is very important. That's why planting the right seed will bring a great harvest. When it's about the cycle, the, next, the cycle of the next generation, that is key. In our hearts, we, we think, no, I need to learn all that I can. I will, I will listen to my teachers. I will pay attention. I want to learn, right? And we need to continue praying and believing that the Lord will bring into our lives Certain individuals that are key for the future. You know, wherever you are, someone is going to show up. I was speaking with one of my good friends in Virginia Beach. His name is Scott. And he's so knowledgeable and wise. He is in his uh, early 60s. But this guy is so healthy great diet, exercises all the time. He reads the scripture, plays the guitar. He volunteers in the swimming pool to help people. What is the word? Life. Yeah. Thank you. Lifeguard. (laughs) Great guy. Great guy. And he was telling me that he is moving to another state. And he said to me, Gian, I am, I am about to leave everything that I know, and I'm going to do something new, and I don't know what I'm going to do. And I said, Scott, do you realize how gigantic encyclopedia you are for anybody? Imagine, I said to him, you go to California, you are in a grocery store, or you are in a convenience store getting something. And then there is a young fella that comes And talks to you about anything. If you pray. And you believe. The Lord will send you. Proteges. That will be willing to listen to you. And you will mentor them. He said. Do you think that can happen? Of course. Now let me ask you something Scott. I said. When you were in your 20's or in your 30's. Do you remember that you were wondering if there was anybody that will help you to understand things in life that will guide you? Yes, I have. I I pray that way. I wanted to have a mentor. Well, that's the key. The desire, when you have the desire to find a mentor, and there is a mentor with the desire to find a protege, the miracle is going to happen. It's going to happen but how all this starts friends how this begins how this process the next generation the tomorrow process how this starts it starts with one person one person that says i'm willing i am willing to surrender that's all one person and maybe that person is you Listen to this scripture. When anyone is in Christ, it is a whole new world. The old things are gone. Suddenly everything is new. 2 Corinthians 5:17. Ezekiel 36:26. I will also put a new spirit in you to change your way of thinking. I will take out the heart of stone from your body and give you a tender human heart. And that is the way we started. Why don't we all pray? Let's pray. Dear Lord, I know that my life has not been exactly as you wanted it to be. I am so sorry that I offended you and hurt people. Please forgive me. Please Lord, help me to be the person that you want me to be in the name of Jesus. And we receive his forgiveness and we can face the future with hope. The person that is waiting for you is going to show up anytime. Anytime. That's why we can all together make declarations, right? Like our favorite declaration here in Victory Church. Do you remember? How do we say I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. This year, I will become more spiritual. Dear friends, thank you for coming up to church. I'm very happy to see you all here. Receive the blessing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful weekend, friends.
2: Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served I know, I know, I know, I know